Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for a groundbreaking episode. 1,901 days ago, we started a journey. We pressed record and we thought we would be doing this quite quickly. And then 1,864 days ago, that journey started airing on the Oz Network as we recapped every single episode of Lost and more than five years fucking later, it's done. We are here. This is it. The last ever episode, the series recap of Lost. We're starting again. Episode one, the pilot. We're going to go over every single episode and just, you know, be here for the next 27 hours. But I'm I'm pumped and excited that we are here to close this off. It's been a journey and we've got a lot to cover on the show today. My name is Ben, and shut up, Korea podcast man. And my name is Norm. We have to go back, Ben. We have to go back, that famous quote from Lost. Right, I'm surprised you didn't go, mm, rodents, because that was probably the one you used the most. But, um, you know, okay, we'll start again. Um, Noah, I just want to point out something to you. Not including interviews we have taken seven days and eight minutes to record all the episodes of lost uh so seven days of your life you will never get my life you sat down talking about lost does it feel like that long given that it's been five years since we started this seven hours non-stop right now uh seven days non-stop a week of your life talking about lost it maybe would have been better if we'd just done it in seven days (laughs) non-stop Mostly, um, no food, no toilet breaks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just surprised at least one of us didn't die in between the five years that we did this. Well, there's that would have been when we record this and release this one. There's still at least a couple of months between that. So awkward if one well, of us Make sure you schedule them all up in case it's you because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> um, it's crazy. It, I mean, particularly you. I've seen how you drink. Um, you know, I'm surprised a woman hasn't killed me or something along those lines. But... It's, yeah, it's, I mean, this was an OG show that we started. We started with Nip Tuck, Third Watch, and Lost. They were the three. We were only, I think, about eight months old as a podcast once we rebooted into the Oz Network from Survivor Oz. It was a dream that you and I had. Oh, let's recap every episode of Lost. And at that time, things were going okay. Young and naive. Young and naive. (laughs) You're in Tasmania. You'd never set foot in Korea. And uh, about a week after we started recording, you've never left the bloody country, basically. Um, so a lot has changed in our lives. A lot has changed in the world. But uh, we've done it, Noah. And this is your this is your baby. This is your show. This is 
your number one, your numero uno, your one true love. Uh, how has this journey and this rewatch, this podcast series changed your love, your view of your favorite TV show? Um, I, th- I thought you were going to say, how has it changed my life? And it was, well, it's <laughs> taken seven days out of it. Um, <laughs> it's a week you'll never uh, get back. And our listeners yeah. too, they've listened to these, so it's with them as well. <laughs> Finally, the baby has grown up and I'm kicking it out of the house. Um, go on, get out, find your For own me way. To finally meet your daughter like we predicted many years ago. <laughs> You don't you don't need me anymore, baby. You've grown up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, a lot in the world. We've been through an entire pandemic from start, middle to basically end in the space we have been recording six seasons of this show. Um, I've lived in another country and you've lived in uh, God knows how many and uh, <laughs> you've done nations. the full world loop because you're back. <laughs> Um, <laughs> back where I started. Fuck, I am too. We have to go back. Yep. <laughs> we have to go back. It's the only reason no, I'm back. I, I just had to be here from where we started. Just it felt fitting. Single, <laughs> alone in my parents' house. Why not? Yeah, it's all about. It started with Jack's eye and ends with Jack's eye. Yep. <laughs> Starts in your childhood bedroom, ends in your childhood bedroom. I am. Um, I'm literally lost. Like you know, I got married. <laughs> You know, separated, um, killed a bunch of the people, addict. buried them in a grave. Um, <laughs> yeah, pregnant, <laughs> pregnant, turned feral, uh, turned into a smoke monster, unplugged a cork. Um, you know, uh, uh, got in a relationship no. with Nathan Fillion. Um, just standard stuff. No, the, and your dad is John Terry. Actually, I've he met is. your dad. He is John Terry. Yeah. Um, exactly. No, this is kind of the. I know you do these other shows, but I can't see how this is not kind of the perfect show for this sort of. Like before this, we used to do reality TV. Well, not really, just Survivor, but like that's that's a bit different because it's almost a bit like sports. It's almost like you just do a sports podcast kind of. But in terms of drama sort of stuff, it really is kind of the perfect show from from just the cultural impact to the fact that you can unpack basically three storylines, so many different characters, mythology, everything like that. So like the initial want to do it came from not only growing up with it and loving the show, but the want also came from the fact that this kind of is the best show. And like if if Lost ever does come back, which maybe we'll talk about later, this there's going to be one trillion podcasts about it because it is that kind of perfect show. And yes, in the beginning, I was a lot more uh, into it, Um, but life gets in the way. I don't apologize. Like I've been through a lot in five years and um, you know, you've, you've been through a lot too and it gets in the way. So when I was jobless and 21, 22 uh, and at home, looking for jobs, then of course I was more into it and more time to invest in it. But but I'm glad we finished it. And in a weird way, taking so long was not ideal, but it also kind of meant that Lost was always, has always been there for the last five years of my life. It's not like we did it in six months and then I never watched it again because I was too busy. So in a weird way, it's, it's kind of like Lost has been on for five more years. So kind of works out, I guess. 
I guess too, yeah, you started this jobless, looking for jobs, living at home. I started jobless, looking for work, living at home. You're ending it, living in Korea with a job, living away. I'm ending it jobless, looking for work, living at home. So, um, it kind of comes full circle. Yeah, for well, one of us at least. Um, yeah, it's. I'm I mean, a, it's. I don't. I don't know if we've ever talked about what I actually do for a job, but I actually work for a Korean businessman, going around beating up people and delivering messages. I was waiting all these years for you to finally admit. And to my that. wife cheats on me. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one on this podcast, so it's a hundred percent. It's going well. Um <laughs> No, at a point, at a point, at a point. He's got the hand on his face already. It's going well. Good start. Um yeah, uh, it's I agree. I think it is a perfect podcast to a uh, perfect show to podcast about. And it's it is always one of these ones where it is kind of baffling that there doesn't seem to be as many lost podcasts as you think there would be. I mean, we talked about this on our Breaking Bad one that obviously ended recently. That's another show that I thought there would be more podcasts on it. Uh, it still amazes me that there are more Survivor podcasts basically being introduced every week than probably lost podcasts have ever existed. So um, ultimately, it is a show that will always have mystery around it, questions, answers, everything, no matter how many times you watch it. So yeah, a podcast is a perfect place to talk about it. It's almost like a true crime podcast, and that's what all the kids are into these days, apparently. So <laughs> we're down with the kids. We are, you know, I am. Um, so it's it's very, you know, it was a great project to kind of undertake, and I think, you know, we've talked a lot about over the years about how we did Survivor Oz and how Double Oz Seven started and Euro's Vision started. It was these other side passions that we had, but then this was one that you and I kind of just shared, and I think we did talk about maybe just doing this as a separate podcast completely. I think all of these. I mean, I know I've talked about Third Watch. I kind of thought we'll just do that separately, but. I'm kind of glad we kind of lump it under just the Oz Network in general. Uh, you, you know, we do all these rewatches. It kind of is good to have them under the same banner. So um, it, it worked out a treat, even though, yes, jokes aside, it did take a long time. Yes, life gets in the way. Um, but it's been a journey. It's been fun. And I've, I've always loved this show. Uh, it made my top 10. It's obviously not your number one. Uh, my number one, it's your number one. But uh, when you get to talk about a show that you obviously absolutely love, and you know a lot about, it's a fun thing to do. It's, I mean, there's worse things to do in life. I can name a few of them. She's got lot. They've got lots of names. I can give you a list. Kim. Uh. No, don't go there. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, seven days of your life. But, yeah, I mean, it is because at that point, um, I, don't, I don't know the number now. I used to know these things. I'm getting older and forgetting things. Drunker. But. Drunk, yeah, well, <laughs> um, so I don't know exactly what number rewatch for me, but I think it would probably be around eight. And, um, obviously, a lot a lot of them took place when I didn't have a full time job, which is kind of the recurring theme of this. Um, but at that point, like, I'd done all these, I'd done the chronologically one, I'm bringing it up first, I'd, I'd done like the one with all the commentaries and all the bonus features, um and the sort of official podcast but at, at a certain point you kind of you run out of sort of new ways of watching something eventually after eight times um so this was kind of maybe the last sort of new way of even watching this show until maybe they do lost to strip lost um, you could you know every time strip lost <laughs> jack 
you know, yells yeah. at someone, take a piece of clothing off. Every time every, Kate cries. Every time Jack grabs a woman. <laughs> every um, time someone punches Ben, uh, take a piece of clothing off. Like, yeah, you know, well, strip fun. lost. Now, now, ever since we started this show, they've in, introduced Zoom and we've got video now. So maybe we'll yeah. do strip law. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the new way and it was, it's a new way to appreciate the episodes and I've learned things about the show. I already knew quite a lot. Um, but, but also the, the, it's fun to make fun of as well. And I sometimes worry that people think I'm too negative about this show because uh, we were, I think probably more me than you was quite negative about many episodes and many moments and critical, but that's only because I love the show. I, I wouldn't be that critical about a show I didn't love because I just wouldn't watch it. And I wouldn't be that passionate enough to care about a, a show I barely, barely like. And like, I'm not going to get all critical over manifest because I'm not going to watch manifest or I'm not going to be in. And if I did, I wouldn't care enough to Smart be choice. that critical. Um, so I, I've definitely been negative about the show along the way too, but but I truly believe if you love something, then you can also point out its flaws and point out where it's, it's like these crazy people, national patriotic, whatever people who are like, your country can do no wrong. When I think like, if you're a real patriot of your country, you want it to be better and you want to look at areas that it could improve. So I know, especially towards season six, I got a bit negative, but that's that's purely from a point of love for the show. I would completely agree with that. And I know... For example, uh, bringing it up again, our third watch coverage, you know, there was a couple of our listeners who sort of got critical that we would be so negative on certain things and like, oh, I always love this show no matter what, even when it's, you know, bad, I still love it. I would buy every episode. And it's like, look, in hindsight. They're the worst kind of fans, I think. Like, I mean, in absolute hindsight, you would turn around and say, okay, yes, I would buy on paper every episode of Lost because even the worst episode of Lost to me, I would watch over, you know, the best episode of Manifest or any other show that, you know, you don't really give a shit about. But, yeah. The, the fact of the matter is that I would defend on that is that I can get so passionate about something that you love because you do sort of know when something you love so much, you know how good it can be that when the quality drops, you should be able to sort of call it out. So it's kind of, yeah, I think that it's, you know, I'm a very negative person in general. You would know that. So it's, it's kind of that's how I live my life. But I think it's a... It's a thing You've that every episode. I've been, I've been life, life, been, no, not worth <laughs> it. But it's, I'll, yeah, I'll rent it. I think that, um, <laughs> it, it is, yeah. I think that it shows a passion for it. Yeah, I'm probably a bit more positive because yeah, I don't have that love for it as you do. This is a top ten show of all time for me, but I think I had this eighth from memory in my top ten. So there's seven shows that I would rank above this that I would get more passionate about and. You know, three of them we've covered on the show, four of them we've covered on the show to completion. Um, so I think that, or three, hang on, let me just work that out. Breaking Bad, Nip Tuck, Third Watch, we've completed 24, we're still doing. So, okay, so nearly four. Um, and I get very passionate in those shows and I got passionate in this, but not to the extent that you did. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, you're allowed to get passionate, you're allowed to be negative because, you know, life isn't all positive. So life's not a buy it. Let's just say that. It's a rent. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bin and a few occasions it's a buy. Um, no, but I also think like by pointing out the flaws, you're also really giving credit to the uh, 
the positives. So if you point out yeah. the flaw, because if everything's a buy, then how do you show that the constant is one of the best episodes? If everything's exactly. a buy, then how do how do you show that the other woman is not up there with the constant? Um, and also, it's, it's, it for these podcasts, I'm guilty of it, but I just find it part. It's part of why I do would be interested in watching one of those dumb Emily Duravan things or something is because sometimes it's just more fun to poke fun. And I, I do think that's partly an Australian thing as well. Maybe yeah. not so much American. Um, but like, if you don't like the sort of pointing out the negative sort of, and negatives maybe the wrong word, but if you don't like the poking fun and the don't listen to our James Bond one, because oh, we all love James Bond, but the entirety of that show is just taking the piss out of James Bond. And we love James Bond, but we're rarely talking up the, the positives, in the, but not in a negative way. It's in a sort of co comedic genius sort of. Uh, so maybe that is for American listeners. There is a part of an Aussie sort of, and sort of British New Zealand sort of, sense of humor where you do poke fun of things you love it's a, it's a great that's way that's why ben at always it. teases me exactly he loves me yeah, yeah sure that's exactly why but um <laughs> no you're right like because i think that is a big thing Comedy, I'd you. <laughs> you're the first person to ever say that to me it's the nicest thing everyone's ever said to me but yeah like australian humor british humor we're very self-deprecating we we take the like the most successful shows are taking the piss out of our own culture, particularly in Australia, you know. So that is a, that's what we do. It's kind of that humour and that sort of stuff, and it's definitely a cultural thing. And I'm not to say that there isn't that level of comedy in, say, a place like America or Canada. Like, it's just a different style of, of, of humour. So, yeah, that's a good thing. And I think that, you know, we've, we've always been that way, even back in the Survivor days. I think that's just kind of what we've done. That's just how we are. And both our listeners in trouble a bit too much for that one. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that's <laughs> awesome, Wood. You're sure you tweet about this later on, but you know, shave your beard, mate. But yeah, I think it's it it is a level of both our listeners understand it, and the one person who pays for our content, extra content, also understands it. So we appreciate the the couple of dollars we make a month off you. We really do. But yeah, I think it's you know, you everyone watches things in their own way, and you can appreciate things in different levels. You know, we've all got things in our life that we love to death and that, you know, there's nothing that we can say negative about them and you're going to be very biased about them. But then also you can take a step back, to use a famous Noah Gross quote, and just sort of, yeah, be, you know, perspective. Like, as, I, as I've always said on this show, like, to me, Third Watch is the greatest TV show of all time. That's to me. I'm the, literally the only person on the planet would have that opinion. If we were to turn around and say, like, what is the greatest show of all time in terms of just other ways of Ellamy, you know, voting it realistically. So watch isn't the greatest TV show of all time. If you were to take in different equations to it, but I would stand on a mountain hill and say that that's just how I would do that. Madonna, I, you fucking hate her. I love her. Like it's, you know, you like that music of punk and shit. I, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I like going on dates. You don't know how to get them. So like there's, there's different, different strokes. So I will yeah. say that often I find it, more fun to sort of watch bad things or put fun of things I love. That being said, I was like looking forward to Stranger in a. Uh, uh, I was looking forward to Stranger in a Strange Land for that very reason, but no, that was just a slog. <laughs> Which I mean, was I, I, one I of mean, the, that was one, that was our worst episode. One of the favorite episodes I've ever done in all podcasting or radio was when you and I did the commentary of um was it bringing sexy back or whatever it was like because it was just back in the day we were like this looks like the worst thing ever and you know whatever and 
It was. It was terrible. And we just absolutely <laughs> ripped into it. And then we famously got messaged by the woman who was the centre of that and it was like, hey, I had a good laugh. Thanks for that. So, you know, Australia. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess kind of we've sort of touched on a, bit, a few bits and pieces there. I, I mean, you sort of mentioned maybe your eighth rewatch. I think this is my fourth, uh, if you include. Um, I'm glad you didn't watch. just say third watch again. Aha, uh-huh, third watch coming soon. Well, the reboot coming over, soon. Over you talking about um, that. Third, fourth or fifth? Because I, I mean, if we're including watching it from the beginning, then I, I think I watched it a year or two after it ended. Then I know I watched it just before we started this, and then chronologically. So I guess this would be fifth if you include that. So yeah, a bit for yeah. your eighth favorite TV show. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, I love ER. That's my all-time third favorite show. I oh. probably only. Re- Rewatch that like twice because I mean that's fifteen fucking seasons and even though I don't really have a life at the moment that's that's a big commitment and honestly I was actually I was speaking to one of our listeners today and they sort of were talking about how they're a massive ER fan and they would love us to do an ER re- you know recap and I'd like I said to them like look that would be if I right now said what is the next show you want to recap you can have any choice it would be ER it would absolutely be ER but i'm not going to sit here for 15 years and do it if you, again if that list is listening pay me like a, a weekly wage that i can survive if you're rich and i will gladly right now i will commit life to doing an ER 15 seasons i'll get it done for you in a year pay me 100 grand and i'll do it right now in a year uh, there's a lot of naming potential there though EROZ yeah, er, Oz, that's pretty Oz, good. Oz, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a case of you know you, you talk about these things and you, you you watch them and and that. But yeah, like there are certain shows that even though they might be lower on my list, I mean you know there are shows that are definitely lower on my list that I've rewatched probably twenty times. But again, they're maybe a shorter show or like I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've rewatched Friends, for example. That's like number six on my list. I've probably rewatched Friends more than I've ever rewatched Third Watch. So, but that's just something you just get in a zone of. So, how many times have you watched Manifest? Oh God, I, I was watching it before we started. Like I just can't stop watching Manifest. Just saw today on Reddit, uh, trailer dropped, new season of Manifest coming soon. <laughs> Why didn't you link that to me? No, I'm waiting for it to come back. I'm dying for it. Um, one thing we usually sort of ask on these recaps, I mean, if people have never listened to a series recap before, it's we're not going to go over the you know ins and outs of everything. If you want to hear those, listen to the episodes or listen to our season recaps. That's kind of where we go over characters and episodes and things like that. So this is just a general summary. Um, one of the ones we have done on a couple of ones is sort of when you've got maybe two main characters you're focusing on, you know, Breaking Bad is like, well, you, did you end up being a Team Walt, Team Jesse, Nip Tuck, was it your Team Christian, or your Team Sean? This one, I mean, God, there's so many to come from. But the one question, I'll, one question I'll ask you with this entire rewatch, give me one character that you perhaps appreciated more than you ever did and one that you de-appreciated or you thought less of than you ever did. Oh, that's, I mean, that's another thing to point out is this is kind of the ensemble show of all ensemble shows. There's no ensemble show that's anything close to this level. It may not have the biggest cast, but to the fact that... (laughs) The fact that everyone here got to be a main character is something that's not only done on Lost, but it's never been done to the extent where the fact that one week Jin can be the main character of the show... Um, has never been replicated as much as lost. Uh, so that needs to be pointed out that this is 
the ensemble show of all ensemble shows. Um, I'm sorry, Game of Thrones, and people are going to come at me for that. But um, the Game of Thrones fans, they're vicious. The Lost fans, they're pretty nice, actually. The Lost yeah. fan, the Losties overall, pretty healthy it's, fan yeah. community. From what I've experienced in life, compared to what's out there. Yeah, um, Survivor fans. Sorry, worse than <laughs> worse than Lost fans. <laughs> but that's not the the uh, comparison in any way to face off, because um, they are the worst of all the fans. Um, uh, that's hard. Uh, I think to do the appreciate less, uh, it's got to be Saeed. Um, I just, because I always thought, well, he's one of the OGs, he's cool, and um everything like that and then his character goes to shit but even watching it now like i his character just stands out so much like he was the only one that wasn't lost he wanted to go and get back to nadia so he had no business being there anyway uh and then i I don't know like i I love naveen as a guy but some of his acting even before season six on a rewatch is not the greatest so I like Saeed. It's hard to dislike him, but that's gone down a lot for me. Um, and then a character I appreciate more. Um, I'm not saying they're in my top 10 or I like them, but I've always been a Juliet hater. Ooh. And I have appreciated Juliet much more in this rewatch. Um, Yay. I still think there's this sort of smugness about Elizabeth Mitchell, well, not Elizabeth Mitchell, about Juliet that really irks me. Um, but she really is one of the more rational characters on this show. And um, I like Elizabeth Mitchell as an actor, but yeah, Juliet, I've always not been a fan of, but I've come to appreciate her a lot more and her role in the show. And she is a good actor and, I almost feel like she got a bit shafted in season five and that they could have gone further with Juliet's character, but her death is so memorable. Oh, it makes me happy. Glad you said that. Um, I'd probably agree with Saeed, although <laughs> I don't know if I really just thought anything of Claire and <laughs> I well, think the way we kind of just shat all over her maybe took away from she, her. She can kind of be an answer to both of these questions, can't she? Yeah. Because I've kind yeah. of appreciated her because she got shat on, but also we shat on her for a reason. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid point. But, um, yeah, I probably would jo- agree with you with Saeed because, uh, you know, like, you, you know he lessens as he goes on, and but I think kind of just the noticing of the zombie and just things that don't really play out too well for him towards the end. And you're talking about it every week. You just, you don't expect much and then you can kind of come into it. And I've got to give props to Boone. You know, I do. It has to <laughs> yeah, be said. Boone. That's true. We are the Boone podcast and Shannon. and Shannon, not Shannon and Saeed together, but yeah, I got to give that love out there to Boone. Boo, we made Boo. that a joke and here we are five <laughs> years later. Now it's, you're it's, on Tinder trying to convert people to Boone. Always. It's happened a few times. It's been good. Um, it, This is a weird one because like, I've, I've mentioned many times that I, I never liked him when I first watched this. And it, it's just it's an appreciation every time I watch a Sawyer. Like it just he yeah, is always someone that improves every single time I watch it. Being able to talk about him and appreciate him and Josh Holloway's portrayal of him, it's just – it's just something that I think just grows and grows and he's great. And 
he's wasted like many of this cast and not being in great things afterwards. So yeah, yeah there's just something about Sawyer and he's got a pretty decent arc gets off the Island. Finally, he's the only one as we know that didn't really get off the Island till sort of the end there. So it was kind of great to there and Claire, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's, I'd, I'd say Sawyer because I think everyone else I've always liked and appreciated. I've always liked Juliet. I've been more of a Jack fan than you have Kate. Hurley, you know, you name him, I always appreciated them. So, yeah, Sawyer's just, he just grows every single time. So, good for Sawyer. Yeah, I agree. I also have a list in front of me, Noah, of actors or the characters who appeared in the most episodes. I like doing this on these. Can you give me give me a, a guess? Um, it's probably obvious who is the first one, but uh, I'll tell you now that there are five, five characters who appeared in more than 100 episodes. And this isn't just credited, because if we're talking about main cast being credited, of course, often they don't appear in an episode even when they're credited. But who are the five characters who appeared in more than 100 episodes of Lost? Uh, Well, Matthew Fox, Jack. Mm, Um, Correct. Last Lights, Jack. Last Lights, Matthew Fox. Uh, Wasp, Evangeline Lilly. Correct. She's number two. I think this is a weird fact that I've learned in the past that stuck with me. I think um, Alcatraz's Jorge Garcia might be weirdly in there. He's that three? right. So you've got the top three in order already. Jack, number one, That's... Kate, number two, Hurley, number three. Yes. Yeah, for some reason, I always knew that about him. Now it gets a bit trickier, but there's two more. Um, is it uh, FBI's most wanted Terry O'Quinn? He's fifth on this list, being in 101 episodes, yes. There's someone in between Hmm. him. It's not Vincent. Um, Well. uh, It would have to be someone who's stuck for all six seasons, but it can't be Emily Duravan. Um, It can't be (laughs) Ian Summerholder. Not Emily Duravan or Ian Summerholder, sadly. (laughs) Can't be Michelle Rodriguez. It would have to be that he was missing for quite a few, but would it would it be uh, Abs's Josh Holloway? Ah, oh, ding, ding, ding! Five from five. Well done, Noah. <laughs> yes, he he was in one hundred and four episodes. So Locke, uh, Terry Quinn, one hundred and one episodes. Hugo Hurley Reyes, Jorge Garcia, 107 episodes. Kate Austin, Evangeline Lilly, 108 episodes. And Jack Shepard, Matthew Fox, 113 episodes. Narrowly missing out on the 100. Uh, Naveen Andrews was in 98. Uh, Daniel Day Kim was in 92. Um, uh, Why have I gone blank on her name? Son, uh, 88G. What's what's her name? Why have I gone blank on her name? Yun Jin Kim. Thank you, Ben. Uh, she was in 88. Emily DeRaven was in 72 episodes. Uh, Dominic Monaghan, 65 episodes. And then you got to look at uh, Benjamin Linus, Michael Emerson, 61 episodes. And missing out in the 50, uh, Elizabeth Mitchell, Juliet, was in 49. So uh, Michael in 48 episodes. Harold Perrineau, that's a lot. So... Interesting. Um, and the least in terms of main characters, Nikki and Paolo, but we don't give a shit about them, right? So, you know, whatever to them. Um, one, it's a weird question to ask because I, I, I try to bring this up on Breaking Bad and it's, it's, I think Loss is a very similar one. I don't really think there's one key moment in this show that changed the course of it. And, I mean, you know, with Breaking Bad, the obvious one is 
Walt gets cancer. That changes everything. This, they crash on an island. That changes everything. But, I mean, I guess the way I could ask this for Lost is we mentioned, I think, last week that maybe the first three seasons was they're stuck on an island, where are they, they're dealing with the others, the Dharma Initiative, all that sort of stuff, and the last half, four, five, and six, were more the mystery, the science fiction, the time travel, things like that. So would you, I would say that that would be it. I would say it's sort of like a half and half, sort of first half is about them surviving, the second half is more about the mysteries and the science fiction. I don't know if you think there's more of a split or a discrepancy, but like is there a change of tone that feels obvious here or is it just kind of all blends into one? I would feel, um, I've always felt like this was a show in two acts, season one to three, season four to six. And season three sort of starts to change a bit, but it still feels that sort of going off on the mission, coming back to the camp sort of thing. Um, While four to six, not only are the seasons shorter, they also knew the end date. Uh, and as you said, a lot of the mythology. So I do think we have to go back sort of is that that key moment that uh, sort of shifts everything on its head. Um, but I mean, I guess in, in a meta way, to answer your question, because you can't say one moment in Lost, but I would say, yeah, we have to go back. But um, a kind of meta way of this changed everything would be, don't tell me what I can't do. Locke was in a wheelchair. As a viewer, the first three episodes, yeah, this island is a weird thing, but that was the one key moment where, okay, this show is something different. This guy was in a, like, oh, we're seeing flashbacks from their time. Oh, that's kind of cool. This guy was in a wheelchair. Now he's walking around this island. Like, yeah, there was some good stuff in the first three episodes, but in terms of a viewer, I think that's the key moment early on, episode four, where it's, this is, not an ordinary show and this is kind of changing everything that we thought we might know about this uh so there's sort of a meta and an on-island answer i would agree with that and also close second would be that moment that boone found all those pens i think that was pretty uh, yeah and when hurley got the van yeah exactly and told him to shut up blew up (laughs) um yeah i i would agree it's it's interesting kind of how you know, we've talked about this over the weeks about how people are like, oh, this show, you know, they, they started watching it at the beginning and by the end yeah. it was completely different and everything. But as we've always defended, like watch it, keep, you know, watch it very quickly in isolation and kind of, you know, watch it all kind of blend together. Here we go again, chronologically lost, really does sell it as well. So, yeah, I think that I'd agree with that. And, I mean, I think you and I are both probably on the, the first half to me is maybe the better just because I like sort of the innocent of them on the island. Oh, and that's cool, yeah, it's kind of it's it's fun, but not to take away from what we get in the second half. Obviously, we love the ending and things like that, but um, it's sort of all blends that way. One thing we always like to usually talk about on sort of these wrap ups is, you know, we talk about some of the main cast and that, but like the big guest stars. But Lost, it's similar to Breaking Bad. Not really a show where they got a Billy D. Williams, Nathan Fillion, uh, Dean <laughs> Norris Grand was in Bowler. the Grant Bowler, yeah, Kimberly Joseph, um, <laughs> you, you know, a few there, but um. I, I mean, this is it's great to me, like you, you mentioned about this being the ensemble show of all ensemble shows. It's great when a show like that doesn't have to rely on the guest star. It, it's not a nip-tuck where it was like, hey, look who we've got this week. It is it is just, hey, we've got Matthew Fox and Evangeline Lilly. We don't need to bring in Rosie O'Donnell, which, I mean, underrated. She should have been brought on to Lost. But, yeah, I mean, 
Billy Dee Williams, though. That's kind of cool. I, I did. I think you pointed out Damon Lindelof and that have always said about um, Nikki and Paolo. They're like, yeah, but without that episode, we'd never have Billy D. Williams. So no. that's kind of cool. Lando, Nor- Lando Norris. Lando Calrissian in uh, Lost. And and they had, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. In season one, Robert Robert Patrick. Oh, Robert, Pat- Robert Patrick, yeah. Yeah, he was in there. But. It is crazy to think, like, yes, there has been some guest stars, um, but this is crazy to think season one, yes, there was Ethan and there was the others in the background and there was Russo, rest in peace, Mira Fallon, but it's crazy to think they made an entire season of TV without any other characters outside of the main cast. They were literally yeah. stuck on an island. There were no other characters, and yet they somehow got 25 hours out of that. Yeah. Um, and the best season out of it. It's kind of madness to think. And, uh, but I also think this is part of where Lost changed everything and is a part of the sort of beginning of the golden age of television. Is if this was, the, I've talked about this in the past, but if this was in 1997, 1998, the episode would be, oh, it's episode eight. What are we going to do this week? Oh, here comes. Robert Patrick as a random background survivor who's going to show up and he's got some sort of plot line involving the inhaler or something. And <laughs> like this show didn't do that, but TV in the nineties, eighties, whatever it would be that, okay, this, what are we going to do this week on the Island? Uh, so that question about guest stars is actually kind of really relevant to loss credit, that it was such a game changer of just focusing on the main cast and not doing these TV tropes, et cetera. Um, well, Gilligan's Island, Gilligan. which they, you know, Yeah, Gilligan's broken. Island. The Harlem Globetrotters somehow showed up. Exactly. That was always the thing about Gilligan's Island. How do these people always show up and disappear and yet they're still stuck on the island? So... You know, whereas I think I, I mean, there were definitely people I remember when Lost was on going like, oh, how does this happen? And they're still on the island. But I think 98% of the time they explained why, you know, Locke could leave the island or Ben could leave the island and come back and yet the survivors are still there. So, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters are still waiting to show up at one point, potentially. We'll yeah, see. would have been good. Yeah. Good Harlem time. Globetrotters uh, are in the hatch playing basketball, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of our rankings of uh, the seasons and the episodes, I'm obviously not going to sit here and go through 120 episodes of rankings, and I don't know if you found your oh, list, Noah. But, no, um, did, you didn't find your list? I mean, well, off the top of your head, I know the other woman's the bottom, and I think you said the Constance number one. Uh, is that is that correct? That's, that's sort of your bookends? No, I don't know if I've ever said the Constant was my favourite episode. Um, I thought you might have. Maybe I was wrong. What is your favorite I mean, it, episode then? It's the favorite episode. Um, oh, I, I I do think my favorite would have to be one of the finales. I think it would have to be, um, it would have to be like Exodus or Through the Looking Glass. Um, but, but I mean, I it's, I hate to say it, but I just love pilot so much that that could be my favorite episode of lost it's not to say that it peaked at the beginning um yeah i i don't know if i have an immediate number one but i would say yeah maybe it would be one of those for maybe through the looking glass well i will say you i've got your rankings here in terms of your buys rents and bins so you binned 19 episodes of lost 
I only less been, than I thought, actually. I only binned 11, so I binned eight less than you. Oh, are you uh, generous? Noah rented 37. I rented 38. So very close Ooh. there. Very close. Uh, you bought 64. I bought 71. I had more money, apparently, when it came to Lost. So I bought... So I bought half the episodes. That's you did? more than I thought, actually. Yeah. So uh, that's not too bad. Um, my... Bottom, uh, bottom. So, Stranger in <laughs> Strange Land. Stranger in Strange Land. Bottom. Expose. Second bottom. That's uh, so mental. Two, two season three episodes uh, were my bottom. And true story. Uh, just skip ahead. My number one episode, also a season three episode, uh, Through the Looking Glass Part Three, uh, Part Two. Sorry, the Part Three. Oh, the, the three. Hidden, I didn't know saw that one. <laughs> I saw a bonus one. Uh, so bookended by season three, but just at the bottom, uh, Fire Plus Water, third worst. Yeah. Dave, fourth worst. Yeah. And another season three episode, Further Instructions, fifth worst. Yeah. So uh, they're my featuring bottom five. Breaking Bad's um, Jesse, actually not Jesse. Not yeah, fake Jesse. Uh, my top ten though, I'll go from ten down to one, so you know what number one is. But number ten, I had two for the road from season two. Oh wow! Hi. Uh, number nine, I had walkabout, season one, mm. famous one. Uh, number eight from season six, Abiturno. Number yeah. seven, also from season six, Across the Sea. <laughs> God. Uh, Number six, also from season six, The End. Uh, Number five from season one, Pilot, part one. It's number five. Number four, I had Live Together, Die Alone, part two from season two. So Very high for Live Together, Die Alone. What the hell? Uh, Number three, I had Exodus, part three, season one finale. Number two, The Constant, episode five, season four, and Through the Looking Glass, Part two, which I mean, iconic, you know, not Penny's boat, got to go back, all the fun stuff. So, was there any there that, uh, I mean, I had no season five episodes in my top 10. I think that was the only season it is, the only season that I did That's not have. the highest have season five. The highest was at 13, the incident part two was at 13. It's the only one in the top. Uh, 30. <laughs> so, my next lowest was the incident part one at 35. So, Interesting that I had season five ahead of season six, yet I've got like three season six episodes in my top ten. That is the we've talked about it before on the show, but that is the thing. Lost does finales better than any show. The fact that your top ten and the fact that it's almost like impossible not to put all the finales in the top twenty, like they're they're just like movies. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, surprisingly, so your top ten isn't uh, that controversial outside of one. Hmm. obvious one across the sea which is in many people's bottom 10 um live together die alone is generally considered to be one of the weaker finales of course it's still a great episode um so i'm surprised it's like in your top five it um, snuck through when i was because i did my write-up for the article that we'll put up with this and um yeah like i, I don't know there's just something about it that i love just that scene of uh walt and michael on the boat Going off, uh, obviously the the hatch, uh, the button not being pressed, things like that. I don't know there's just something about it, and yeah, it's not about it, so yeah. So I mean, the first uh, three two for the road is pretty high too, but it's a oh, great I love two for the road. I mean, just that ending. It's just it's one of those sort of like mm. and Lucia in the top ten. I know exactly. Um, Boone didn't make the top ten though, did he? 
what have I done there? Oh, the end. He's in the end. So and the pilot. Okay, was in two. It's all right, Ben. God, no, your boon. That's uh, <laughs> no, your boon. Yeah, I no, think, your I think boon. The, I think the thing with yeah, like the season five though, was it's just it was consistently lower bought. Where yeah, the lows of season six trumped that, even though there was high ones in there. But just on that, the season rankings to refresh people's memories from last week. So yours were um, from, I'll go from last to first. So you went season six, three, five, four, two, one. And I went six, five, three, two, four, one. So we had the same number one, the same number six, and just a few little differences here and season there. Season so three went way down on this rewatch, more than any rewatch. Yeah. That was a slog to get through. That was a long 12 weeks or however long it took us. Which, again, fascinating to think that, yeah, you got the second last. I had that third last year. I've got that as the best episode of all time in a my fourth favorite season. So it's interesting how kind of all that um, plays out with all of that. Um, just I, I don't in terms of like how this sits, of course, in the history of other you know more prominent people who rank shows and everything's and top one hundred moments and to, uh, well, top one hundred I guess TV shows of all time. Um, Rolling Stone has lost coming in at the number, which I will find, of 39th of all time. This When was this uh, article very done? Very low. Uh, this is only 2016 as well. So um, yeah, what, what do you think number one would be? What do you think number one would be? Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. Neither. Sopranos. The, the Wire. The Wire is number two. Manifest is number three. Oh, sorry, Breaking Bad is number three. Um, uh, ABC News. Yeah, <laughs> Mad Men four and Seinfeld number five. So there you go. Um, uh, yeah. Well, never there seen wasn't E News uh, in twenty ten did a best TV series of the past twenty years. So that would be what nineteen ninety to two thousand and ten. Lost came out at number one on that beating out Friends and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Other shows that we've covered here, 24 came in at 14th, Survivor in at 20th. So uh, there you go. And the IMDb top 250 rated TV shows, Lost isn't on it. Um, yeah. So what? the highest is 9.4, the lowest is 8.4 on this. But uh, Planet Earth 2, we talked about this on Breaking Bad, Planet Earth 2 is a nine point four. There are four shows that, according to IMDb, have a nine point four. Planet Earth Two, Breaking Bad, Planet Earth, and Band of Brothers. They're the four that have the highest rating. Chernobyl just underneath it. The Wire. Blue. What is with people liking Blue Planet and Planet? When are we covering Planet Earth Two? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, Ben, don't spoil our, our next <laughs> series that we're covering. Jeez, this week Planet Earth Two. We, we see Earth. Basically, there you go. Um, won countless Emmys. Uh, it was nominated for 54 Emmys, 11 wins, seven Golden Globes. Only won one Golden Globe, uh, which crazy to think that. Uh, didn't win any Oscars. Feels a bit robbed of that one. Um, I don't know. Do you think it should should have won an Oscar? Oscars just for movie? That was a joke, Noah. That went over your head. So uh. <laughs> I don't think it went over my head. I think that was just not a very good joke. Shut up, Noah. It was the best joke we've had in seven days worth of content here on the uh, Lost uh, Network, Oz Network, whatever it is. Um, I, I know that for a fact that Lost won the Golden Globe for Best Drama 
uh, the year after Nip Tuck won it. So back to back, Oz Network, uh, Golden Globe, best TV drama. We, we only cover the best. Exactly. Third Watch is waiting for theirs uh, eventually <laughs> to come through there with that. Um, obviously, we've got a, a few other bits we're going to go through. The main ones here, I'm, I'm looking at our questions and answers. You're excited for that, our top 10 moments. But just before I get to that, the, the reboot spin-off. I don't feel we need to talk about this. We've talked about this enough over 120-odd episodes that we don't really want it. Where the time of releasing this and recording this is 2022. doesn't even seem like this is ever going to be a thing. The more and more time passes, I don't think it's going to happen. We've had 417 Lost clones, the new Lost, so to speak. But do you still, still, fir- still firmly sit on the fact that you don't want to see a spin-off now, and particularly as more time goes by? Yeah, I... As more time goes by, the more I firmly stand on just let things be. And we should point out, since we started this podcast, um, all of like it's blown up with the Star Wars and the Marvels and the whatever in the yeah. last five years. And all of it's been shit. Yeah. So, uh, no, because it will be shit. There's no way they make Lost 2 and it comes out and, oh, my God, this is amazing. It might be possible. Or it might be so crap there's like 12 episodes that get cancelled and we just forget like that ever happened and push that to the side. Uh, at best, it's passable. At worst, it ruins like the show that we have now, which you say, well, look, it can't ruin it. But there is parts of the Star Wars sequels that have kind of ruined it for the I old ones. It's possible to ruin it. There are definitely some of these reboots and spin offs that, uh, I mean, yeah, Dexter, the second ending of Dexter, to me, ruined the first part. Like, dumb, stupid. I yeah, prefer the so, first ending of Dexter. So, yeah. so, like, who knows? Like, oh, my God, Matthew Fox has risen from the dead. Like, anything could happen. Um, what? <laughs> the one thing that, like, I think could maybe work is if they came out and said, like, hey, we're going to do 10 episodes. It's going to be about the Dharma Initiative in the 60s or something, and then it's done. We might even drop them all on the same day, just 10 episodes. People watch it. Oh, that was cool. And we sort of forget about it. Or like, we're going to do six episodes of the ancient Egyptians and what they got up to. Um, But anything involving the main cast, please no. Or anything like, oh, another playing crash. But you mentioned it so much. It it hasn't happened yet. How has it not happened yet? Because they brought Mm. back heroes. They brought back Prison Break. Yeah. Uh, so How can they bring back the, Prison Break? Didn't they get out of prison in the first season? <laughs> well, the, that's crazy. But then they brought back Heroes, which was cancelled. Not even like a, a successful show that they brought back. Um, so it's it's gone so long that I think if it ever does happen, which I think now it, it's not really going to happen, I actually think it will be a full wiped reboot if it ever happens again and they'll be like there's a plane crash and there's going to be 12 new survivors and they're going to be completely new characters and completely new uh mysteries and i actually think if it ever happens now that it might just be a complete like kind of like what they did with 24 24 legacy which was just dumb it was kind of completely new so and that they'll have 12 different people from different countries and whatnot yeah but i i there's part of me as a few years ago, I'm like, well, I don't want it, but I also kind of do want it because it's more lost. But uh, everything I've seen in the past five years with reboot sequels, prequels, like we don't need it and it, we don't want it, please. It's, it really it is so surprising that of all these shows they've brought yeah, it's back. It's crazy. I mean, 
fucking bring back Murphy Brown for fuck's sake? But like, like, how did they not like lost? Is honestly the show that was the joke. When are they going to bring back blah blah blah? Yeah, and this show, there's not even been a an inkling. Which and I love that. I I am completely on board. I I don't want to see this come back. It's like what I said with Back to the Future. It's kind of just one of those. I'm like, yep, no, it's fine. That's it. Done. It's you know just yeah. I get the appeal of bringing something back, like oh nostalgia, blah blah blah. But like ninety nine percent of things they've brought back are shit. It doesn't work. You know, Top Gun Maverick was an anomaly. You know that that was better than the original. So. You know, but that was just a sequel. They didn't reboot it. It was just like, hey, here's a sequel 30 years later. Okay. So, yeah. But, uh, no, I'm completely on board with that. One thing I just want to backtrack before we get to these other things is I, I went over the cast who appeared in the most. I think it's always important to pay attention to, yeah, the directors and the writers who obviously did the most. So, quick question. Who do you think directed the most episodes of Lost? Jack Bender. He did. 41 episodes he directed followed by Stephen Williams. He did 26 episodes. And the only other one who did double digits was Paul A. Edwards did 10 episodes. In terms of the writing, well, J.J. Abrams was credited in 118 episodes as the created by, as was (laughs) Jeffrey Lieber, Damon Lindelof as well. Um, But in terms of writing itself, this is a very higgledy-piggledy list. Uh, Damon did 40 episodes Carlton Cuse did 37 so they are by far the most uh so JJ Abrams didn't actually write any episodes as we know he did the story for two episodes lazy um, bastard exactly which it's isn't it I still find we've talked about this before but yeah okay he helped create the show he's going to have you know a credit on there I mean Michael Crichton helped create ER but like I mean outside of you know jotting it down on paper this would be cool pretty good for them to get all this credit all these years later and i mean jj abrams is used to be 50 50 i'd say jj abrams is more like 30 70 now in terms of sticking the landing so uh thanks star wars for ruining that but i mean it's carlton and damon's right like and obviously jeffrey as well <laughs> he was there um but the thing yeah. is even towards 2010 people called it a jj abrams show and thought that it was him mm. um but but that's another special thing to point out about Lost, just to sort of side tangent, is that Carlton and Damon are sort of groundbreaking because nowadays the producer is sort of another, the executive producer kind of is another character on yeah. these shows. And you know Vince Gilligan's name and you would never know that in the 90s or the 2000s even you wouldn't know oh who made breaking bad yeah you might know like x files of what chris carter or whatever you might know that name or uh twin peaks or whatever you might know the name but damon and carlton were character they did a weekly podcast they did thousands of interviews uh this was even before twitter and real social media taking off that these were, and we saw that, uh, what's it, the Jimmy Kimmel thing where they mentioned, oh, Damon Carlton will be here as if, like, you don't even need to basically explain who they are. But imagine picking a show from 2005. What's another show? Any CSI uh, New York. CSI New York. Oh, Damon and Carlton from CSI. Like, you don't know the producers are of that. That, but now that that was a game changer because now you know the people running Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead or the. Uh, breaking bads or whatever and these guys were and it's easy to see why because they're funny and they're charming and they they they're fans of pop culture like you can tell in the writing of lost that they love all the things that we love so yeah 
a uh, bit of a tangent, but that's important to talk about in terms of the legacy of Lost and the sort and of meta all, legacy. In all seriousness with the legacy, though, like, and it, I mean, yeah, okay, J.J. Abrams was only involved at the beginning, but, I mean, it goes to show the legacy of this show that he still gets brought up with it. I mean, I think Alias came before that and Felicity, right? So, I mean, you know, it's not like he hadn't had successful shows that he was involved in, but I'd say Lost put I mean, it's, it, we I talk so much about my love for Ryan Murphy and, you know, sort of, Nip Tuck was his second show. Nip Tuck was a successful show, but it was really Glee that kind of put him into where he's at today. So it's third time lucky, really, for a lot of these people who were involved in these ones to kind of that that's your next show. And obviously there are J.J. Abrams fanboys out there who probably watched Lost because he was involved in the beginning of it, and then he's gone on to do other projects. But I think in the legacy of a, a big Hollywood name like J.J. Abrams, Lost is obviously very important for him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything on the legacy else? I mean, I don't know, like the clones, we had that TV. We've talked about a lot, the golden age and kind of just this, it was a network show, of course, which people, you know, often forget. And it was a big deal to have a show like this. It wasn't the first. We know that Sopranos arguably is probably the beginning of that. Obviously, we're talking a lot about 24. 24 came two years before this, and that set the bar for a lot of this as well. So there were a lot of these shows at that time that were sort of really entering that period of of the golden age that we sort of live in now. But for network-style shows, you know, I mean, this was a network show. Sopranos wasn't a network show. 24 was a network show. But, I mean these are still shows that kind of set that bar when network was still king. But I think that like one thing I'll say is if a lot of people maybe went back and watched Lost Now and didn't realise that this was a network show, it holds up to the point where this doesn't really feel like a network show given how network TV is now versus, uh, you know, where it was back there. So very high quality TV. I think it left a legacy of the serialised, the mysteries, you know, we've alluded to it was like things like podcasts, the internet, the questions, the little extra things, you know, the, the, the little episodes, the missing pieces and things like that. And just extra things of content and everything that you can have. I mean, wasn't the first to do that, but it was really kind of extended that and maybe was the show that really made them mainstream and other shows really kind of was like, Oh, okay. It's working for loss. So let's do it ourselves. Yeah. I mean, these sort of uh, Sopranos, 24, Six Feet Under sort of things, uh, even X-Files, Twin Peaks, I kind of viewed them as proto-Golden Age. Yes, they came before and they're a huge con- contributor, but I think Lost is the beginning of the Golden Age. I think there's the sort of – I'm not saying they don't, didn't contribute or aren't important, but I think there's a sort of end of the – there's in that sort of crossover, and Lost is sort of the beginning of that. Uh, and yeah, you mentioned it. I was watching when we were watching the finale. I was thinking, this is 12 years old. It holds up so well. Not even that it holds up, it looks like it could, could have come out today. The look of it and the, the pacing of it, it could have come out today. Like, it's, there's nothing about it that dated. And part of that is helped by the fact that they live on an island. So that kind of really helps in that. But it doesn't look – some of the submarine graphics and whatever. But but if you looked in 2004 at a show that came out 12 years before uh, in 1992, yeah, like there's no way there's any show from 1992 that, that looks like it came from 2004. Uh, this looks more or less – that it could have come, the pilot looks like it could have come from 2022, more or less. Of course, not exactly, but um, 
But yeah, it's everything that you said. But the one thing I just kind of mentioned is sort of baffles me is Lost is obviously meant like they still make references in TV shows to this day. They that and it can be brought up and people immediately know. Oh yeah, Lost. Like I, you still see it in shows and whatnot. But the one thing that sort of baffles me, and if you're a younger person, if you were born in 2014, which make 2004, which makes you what? How old now? Um, 18. 16, 18, 18. Oh my God. Yeah. So 18, you're an adult. If you were born in 2004, I don't think you realize probably how big this show was and the impact of this show. And the reason is, yes, it's still on lists and yes, it's talked about, but for some reason, the biggest water cooler show of all time kind of doesn't get talked about and has kind of been forgotten. And it, yes, it's on a few sort of streaming things, but it's not that prominent. Like it's you don't see it advertised big. Like a lot of shows make comebacks through streaming from the early 2000s, make comebacks. And I'm sure there's plenty of 18-year-olds born in 2004 who have seen Lost, but there's probably a lot more that could have seen it that haven't based on the fact that it doesn't really get talked about that much. And, and for a show that had as big of impact as it did, it's sort of sort of become a bit of a like club of oh you like lost i like lost sort of secret sort of like i watched videos where they did a michael giacchino concert thing and some of the cast and crew came out for interviews and q a's and it felt like everyone in that room was sort of in on some sort of secret almost like this is our show sort of thing um that i think if you were an 18 year old now you wouldn't realize how big of an impact this show had and Part of that is the finale not landing. We don't agree with that, but the general public of it not landing. So then it ended and people kind of just forgot about it and got over it. But at the same time, we talked about in our finale how the ending has sort of aged a lot better too. So there, I don't know. There are these podcasts. There are. It is on streaming services. It's still referenced. But there is something about Lost that doesn't sort of get talked about in 2022 which is crazy given how much it was talked about from 2004 to 2010 yeah no i completely agree with that it definitely sometimes does feel like it's a bit left out and i'm seeing here so i believe in australia it's what on the disney plus the adult whatever it is because it's you know abc studios and that but it's also apparently still on apple tv but yeah it's it's intriguing to think that you gotta look it up like it's not just you know like i mean the third and fourth and 20th life that friends has gotten that just, that just keeps living on and you know other shows like that that just no, never die so it's yeah loss is definitely an anomaly there that it's weird that come that on gen of, z bring yeah. loss back get on with it not like new episodes just the old ones get no not new one don't make new yes. one just like yeah. the old one two years time 20th anniversary we'll uh we'll see how that plays out uh, i hope now, they do at least something for that i read like They'll do something. I mean, I'm committing right now that we'll do something for us, of course. We've done it with all our other shows. But I think that, you know, we saw it a bit with 24. 20, 24, I think, fits in the lost category that it's, yeah, that's also kind of disappeared and people forgot the impact that that had. But there were still a few things that got Kiefer on and did a few things that they did sort of 20th anniversary. So I think Lost was a big show than 24. So I think we'll see it He's not coming so. back. So... Um, now, two things that we'll sort of close out on that we sort of do, or well, one's a unique thing we're going to do here for our lost ones, and we'll do our top 10 moments. But every episode we did, we asked, well, posed, were there any questions or answers? Because Lost is renowned for 
posing questions and, oh, they never answered any questions. And our goal here was to prove that, for the most part, they answered their questions. So we went through this mostly, crossed them off, and there are a bunch that we sort of haven't crossed off or we've sort of forgotten about that we're just going to quickly address here. And then maybe we can do it live on air. We can count them up and see which ones were left or just maybe probably count which ones were left unanswered. So um, I'm going to go through these quickly um, and just I'll go over the ones that we apparently haven't answered or maybe we've forgotten about. So uh, episode two, season one, episode two. Why is the polar bear there? Well, we got that answered in the uh, the, the epilogue. Dharma initiative. Basically, Dharma initiative, testing out. Things Have like yourself that. a fish biscuit. So there you go. So basically... Episodes one, two, three, four, we've got all our questions answered. Episode five in season one, where is Christian's body? Not answered, I would say, because you could argue the man in black, but we also saw Locke's body when the man in black took Locke. So I'm going to say not answered. Not answered. All right, well, there's one. Uh, So episode six, seven, eight, (laughs) nine, ten, eleven, twelve, all had all their questions answered. 13 was the first episode which we had no questions. Uh, episode 14, why is Walt special? I don't really think we got that answer, did we? No, but it depends on how you want to look at it because uh, Hurley's also special. Miles is also special. Um, Richard is special. Well, we kind of find out about Richard. Um I would say at the time it was a question, but I would also then sort of say, well, people on this show do have powers and it just we didn't know that at the time because Hurley can speak to dead people. Mm. So I, I I don't know if we want like a half answer category or I don't know. Is it answered? I not directly. I I, but I mean like I think you make a good point because why is Hurley special? Why can Hurley speak to dead people? Yeah. Why can Mars do it? It's just it's kind of one of those things where it's just like because they can and then ultimately at the end they bring uh, uh yeah. Michael back, so uh, Michael back, Walt back. So I'd say, yeah. I think we can answer it by saying we didn't know at the time, but now we know people in this universe are special. They've got power. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So 15, 16, 17 had no questions. 18 uh, unanswered one here. What is the deal with the numbers? It's a uh, similar category, right? You never. Yeah, they've, they've. It's not like they didn't touch on it a bit, but I'd say maybe not answered. But I want to put this on the record for me, just personally. I don't care that it wasn't answered. So yes, we're going to have a, a record and say, oh, it wasn't answered. But that's one where I just think there was no answer to. So I'll say not answered, but also don't care. Uh, yeah, it's one of those ones where, like, what would your possible answer be? Like, you know, uh, Alice and Jenny wrote them down and the wizard came along and put a spell on them. Like, you were just laughing yeah, at shit. So, there's nothing you could do. Um, I love here on episode nine, all the questions answered, but, like, did we just deliberately put stupid questions in here to get answered? Will Boone survive? <laughs> okay. Uh, so everything answered Poor in 19. Boone. 20, 21, and 22, no questions. Uh, 24, what is a hurly bird? Well, that got answered. It was like the... Yeah, in the... Yeah. It was like, what, a, a high they, bird. A high bird, yeah. So, uh, no, that's another one answered. So, thank you very much uh, there. I'm just making sure I cross these off. Uh, 24, 25, uh, all answered. Season episode one answered. Oh. Uh, let's go through all the way through here. Lots of this. 
Uh, all right, episode 14 of season two. What do the hieroglyphics mean? Oh, not another one, not directly, but now we know Egyptians were on that island. That I would say it's sort of just a tribute to what they found from the Egyptians. Um, I don't know, kind of a half half one, not directly answered. Out, though, but it's, it's again, it's like it's a, it's a, Sure, you know, like I think the numbers you can say not answer because more people like I don't think there were really people four seasons later going like oh well, how Griffiths whereas like polar bears numbers people are caring about those. So I'd yeah, I mean it, it's a bit of an assumption, but we know Egyptians were on the island now, so it's kind of just I think a tribute to that. Episode seventeen of season two. I know we can cross this one off. Where did the food palette come from? Guam. Yeah, from Doug and. <laughs> Rug or whatever they were called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one I think we put up because we knew this never got answered, right? Episode 18, season two, why was Libby in the mental hospital? We never know that one, right? Yeah. Some people say, well, it's because her husband died, and but there's never anything on screen to um, – apparently the lost encyclopedia like mentioned something or something, but I'm going to say not answered for that not one. Answered. Uh, this one we got answered also in the epilogue, episode 21, season two. Why does Asian man, Pierre Chang, uh, use different names in each video? So that was answered. I like you profiling there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we did answer that. <laughs> That's the Oz Network's Asian man, Ben. Um, <laughs> uh, episode 24 of season two, what is purple sky? Never uh, Electromagnet, I don't know. Like, uh, It's another sort of. <laughs> um, Not really. Probably a no. No, probably not. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, oh, God, this is an easy one. Who is Jacob? Episode 6, Season 3. That's answered. He's yeah. the island keeper guy. He's Mark the Pellegrino. Gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. <laughs> uh, oh, another, another one answered in the This is the epilogue answers all our questions. Uh, what is the deal with Room 23 from Episode 7 of yeah, Season 3? brainwashing the hostiles. Yeah, that, that epilogue really did it. Which, again, fits into my point. It was just like, fuck, we better answer some of these questions. Um, <laughs> well, this one is a is a joke one. Episode 9, Season 3, what the hell happened here? <laughs> we'll we'll, wow, we'll yeah. leave. We'll that splash the joke ones off. Doesn't count. Uh, scrolling through, scrolling through. Uh, episode 22, Season 3, why and how is Walt there? That's never answered. Oh, when he has his visions, Locke sort of sees him. Isn't that when he, like, gets yeah. shot and he sees him? Yeah. You could argue because Walt is special, but, yeah, I'm happy to say not really, Ants. Yeah. If he was dead, it would be the man in black, but he's not dead. So. Yeah. I forgot that happened, but, yeah. Yeah. All right. Lots Holy here, Ghost, lots Walt. Episode 9, Season 4. What are the rules? Is that to do with, like, to and from the island, isn't it? No, that's, uh, remember, Widmore broke the rules because... Yeah, okay. Because he That's... killed Alex. Uh, probably not, to be honest. They didn't yeah. really touch on that again, as far as I'm thinking. No, I'd agree with that. <laughs> Episode 2 of Season 5. Why won't my parakeet eat my diarrhea? Um, Here's one that doesn't get answered. I know we put this because we knew this one didn't get answered. Episode 4, Season 5, who is in the outrigger shooting at them? We never know that, right, do we? That's the famous one that was famously. Yeah. Apparently they say there was something written. I think they're bullshit. Uh, I think this was a joke one, wasn't it? Episode 9, Season 5, Who is Mike? Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that like... I think that was on Lostpedia where it was just like, blah, blah, Mike. I'm like, who's Mike? Um, Yeah, I think Ask that one. Me. Episode 14, Season 5, uh, Who Stole Noah's Stapler and Scissors? 
Uh, I, for the record, know that hasn't been answered, and it happened again since oh, that. Oh, my, no. since, and uh, yeah, since then, you can add who stole Noah's next pair of. Because I then put a message out to all of my workmates and I said to them, this is the second, guys, I'm really not trying to uh, get on anyone's case, but this is the second time that my scissors have been stolen. I didn't bring up the staple. I didn't want to come on too strong. Uh, <laughs> so, And I said, I won't be mad. Just uh, please give them back. Uh, I'm sure someone just borrowed them. Never returned. I'm on my third ah. pair of scissors. So I, this if anyone knows the answer to this, because this I, I care more about this than the outrigger, who keeps stealing my scissors? <laughs> and stay no one responded. Someone's wow. guilty. Someone's thinking, oh, crap, like, oh, no, he's, he's, he's mad. This, this, this is going to be one of those back. things when you reveal that you messaged Jamie to bring down Colin a hat. This is going to be me. I'm just going to be like, Col- uh, Noah, I've secretly been messaging your work colleagues to steal your scissors. Fucking with me from beyond the grave. Or from beyond oh, Tasmania. Wow, Tasmania died since then. Um, episode 16, season five, Who Broke the Ash? I don't think we ever found that out. That was a, the cabin one, right? We didn't find that out. Yeah. I mean, we can maybe guess Man in Black, but I'd say not. And why can't the man in black kill Jacob? Well, we know that, right? Because of uh, Alice and Jenny, essentially. Yeah. Alice and Jenny. Yeah. She, it's her fault. She can't, um, she does that because she can't. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, Ben. Just move on. Um, so we have uh, episode 17, season five. Who is coming to see Locke and Ben? Well, I mean, because remember Jacob dies and he says they're coming. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Here's the thing. It's kind of unanswered, but it's also like, well, I assume it, it's the survivors coming back from the 70s. Or it's Widmore coming on his submarine because remember Widmore said mm. Jacob sent me here. I guess yeah. not. I hate to say it's not answered, but it's not really answered. But at the same time, it's not unanswered. O- like open to interpretation. I'd say yeah. no, just because it's very yeah. yeah. Uh, who is old dummy Joe? Well, we know it's a man in black, so um, that's answered. Um, ah, episode one, season six, bunch here. What does Jack have? Why does Jack have the cut in his neck? We know that because it's in the fight at the end. Uh, what is the deal with the flash sideways? It's purgatory. Uh, how did Kate eat her lasagna? Don't remember that one. When did Kate have lasagna? I remember she was ha- handcuffed on the plane and oh, shit. Oh, that's right. Well, that's not answered. Uh, or is that a joke one? Are you going to classify that as something answered? Yeah, I'll scratch that off. Oh, this one's real. Is lasagna worse than pasta bake? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no way lasagna's ever worse than pasta bake. Um, he's a fun joke, guys. He's going to take a picture and send this to you and Colin. I went um, out for dinner last night at the Midway Point Tavern. Oh, God, my life has hit a new high. And they literally have the menu there for steak. It said, please note, if you order well-done steak, it will be a 40-minute delay and we cannot be responsible if it is cooked well-done more so than medium or rare. So they're basically going like, we're going to take an extra 40 minutes to cook this and it still might be bloody. So I'm like, well, I'm not ordering a fucking steak then. <laughs> so shout out to the Midway Point Tavern for your yeah. bullshit steak ability. God. They know. They know. And what? 40 minutes. I cooked a steak the other week. It took like 20 minutes and it was well done. What's going on, Midway Point Tavern? Well, to be fair, if I ordered something took 40 minutes and it wasn't well done, then something's <laughs> wrong. Um, 
this is answered. Why is zombie side a thing? Is it answered? Naveen Andrew just gave up. Yeah. Like, well, I think to be fair, I think that may may have been a joke. One of like, why is it a thing in uh, the show? Okay. I get our jokes. Uh, this one's never answered uh, for the Quan on the wall. Is it Sun or Jin? Episode four, season six. We never know, do we? No, it is. Uh, well, I would say it kind of is because remember Kate got written the Kate was scratched off and he said it's because you became a mother. So I mean, Sun became. Jin became a, mother. a father. That's a bit and, sexist. And, and, <laughs> and also, I've pointed it out multiple times, Quan is not her surname. Korean women do not take the man's surname. So, so I'm, you... I'm saying scratch it. Oh, I don't care. Say it's answered. Um, who is David's mother? It's Juliet. We know that. Juliet. So that is answered. Uh, that was in the next episode, in episode five. Uh, season six, episode eleven. What does TV's Alan Dale want to use Desmond for? Well, we know why because he's like a magnet guy thing. Um, and where's Jason Donovan? Don't know yet. So I haven't found out. And that was the last episode. We had that was episode eleven of season six. Is the last one we had questions for everything else we didn't. So the last question is where is Jason? <laughs> that is officially the Oz Network's last question of Lost. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions left unanswered. Nine questions, and do you know the total? Or oh, there'd be. I would have to count. There'd be more. Is it not on the spreadsheet or they're not numbers? I've got this on a Word document. So I, I mean, one, two, three, four, five. Give us a ballpark. So I'd say there's at least 50 here. Um, more, 50 to 75. So, yeah. Yeah. So for people who bitched and bitched, and for one thing, this show isn't all about mysteries, but let's not deny it. It is part of the show. And there are these annoying lost fans who say they added every single thing and then they come up with this elaborate answer. You're like, come on. Um, but this show, people bitched and bitched. To this day, you'll see people bitch. Well, they never answered anything. We've got nine unanswered. And from those nine, some we are saying we don't even really want an answer to. And some of them are so inconsequential anyway, like the outrigger doesn't really matter to anything in the grand scheme of this show. Um and it should be pointed out, it's us doing this. If two other people did it, it would be a very different list. And a lot of it we knew, uh, a lot of it we knew that things were happening. So if we were watching it the first time, we might have more questions. But overall, I mean, that's a pretty good track record. Nine unanswered. 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. 99 oh answered. Wow. That's more than 75. 99 then. questions answered plus nine. Yeah. So for the people going on and on, like, and yes, some people who did this differently would have less questions or some would have more. I think we did a pretty good job of covering the main thing. 99 answered questions, people. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to know the calculations, only 9% of the questions that we posed were not, and they're not including the joke ones. I didn't count those ones. Yeah. So nine out of nine is a nine percent, basically. And, and so. as I said, like some of those we didn't even want answers to, and some are so inconsequential, like the outrigger. Good job, Oz Network. Well done. The big one, the big finale, the top ten moments. So uh, just a refresher for people at home. So at the end of every season, Nora and I gave out. 
top five moments from every single season. And then we rank them from five through to one. And as with every one of our TV recaps that we do, basically the top five moments from each season serve to be the nominees for the overall moment. So what Noah and I did, we got all 31 moments because we had a tie uh, back in season one. We had six moments because I didn't want to give up Boone dying. And then basically we had to rank from one to 31 all of those moments in order. And the number one moment that we each ranked got 31 points, number two, 30, so on and so forth. And I will be completely honest here. I ranked mine and I hadn't gotten Noah's list yet. He sent mine in, uh, sent his in. And I didn't change it. I didn't was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna, you know, cheat and do this. So uh, I've got the ten. Break it. I I can I can promise you that I definitely. I know did not. you. I and we only had one tie in the top ten, with one moment getting it just ahead because somebody ranked it higher than this. Now, I just want to give you some thought. Like, give me some thoughts. What what what's a ballpark? You don't have to tell me your ranking because we can go over that. But if you had to guess based on what you think I would rank versus what you would rank. Some potential number one moments here? Um, well, yeah, firstly, this was very difficult, uh, but there was also some uh, near the bottom. I'm like, did we put that on the list? <laughs> Somewhere yeah. easy on the bottom. Um, I, I think it's got to be – It's the top ten was so hard because there were so many iconic moments, but I also wanted to put a few that maybe are a bit less iconic that I just love. Um I'm thinking we have to go back is probably the number one or not Penny's bow. One of those two. Uh, but also don't tell me what you can't, I can't do. It has to be in the top five, I think. Um, but I'd be surprised if it wasn't one of those two from season three finale. Quick statistics for you. I like putting this out there. One number one moment from a season did not make the top 10. There's a fun little fact for you. Wow. Uh, the top 10 is made up of moments that either finished in number one, two, or three. There were no lower moments than that. And there is one season that is not represented in the top 10. Oh, yeah. So there you go. But I'll go from 10 don't know what the season. through to number one, the top 10 moments according to the Oz Network from the television series Lost. At number 10, from it came in at number three on that season from season one, episode one, pilot, part one, the opening of the pilot episode with the plane crash reaction, the opening, the plane crash. That was the number 10 moment. That was maybe one of the hardest ones to rank because you can't put it in the bottom, but it's also not really a moment. So I struggled to rank that, but worthy to be at the 10, I think. I would definitely agree with that. And number nine, kind of fitting that this then follows directly after it. From season six, episode 17, the end, the final scene, the final, the church of purpose. So number 10 is the opening and number nine is the closing. So there you go. Which would you rank the closing better than the opening? Some people would probably disagree with that. I probably would have it one spot higher, but you could interchange it more. At number eight, our first number one moment. So there are moments on this list that finished number two in their season that actually ended up uh, finishing higher on this list. The number two uh, moment from one season ended up beating the number one moment from that season that we ranked. Go figure. But uh, so from season two, episode 20, two for the road, Michael shoots and kills Annalisa and Libby. That was the number one moment of season two, according to us, but that came in at number eight. Uh, you and I ranked that around about the same place. So um, That was another hard one to pick. 
with I obviously had that as a high rank episode of my ranking. Uh, number seven from season two, episode one, the opening of the first episode with Desmond. So again, another one with a number two moment from that season beat the number one moment that we initially ranked. So yeah, uh, I put that high. Yeah, I put that. I actually put that lower than Michael shoots in there, but it's, it's. I find that interesting that moments that we ranked at number one end up finishing lower. Then that makes no sense. But I don't know. But it's a great. It's obviously a moment. And the make your own kind of music. That was so iconic. That was on something recently, and I actually downloaded that song for the first time. So it's on my my playlist of songs to listen to at the moment. And I'm just like, ah, oh. uh, number six, closing at the bottom half of the top ten from season one. Episode 25, Exodus Part 3, The Raft is yeah. Found by the a, a Boat and Walt is Kidnapped. Uh, this so. was the one that I didn't want to send my list in because this was my one sort of personal favourite that's not necessarily always in the top 10 that I worried you were going to put like 31st. So I'm very pleasantly surprised I made it. You ranked this number six on your list. Yeah, this was my personal sort of big one. I ranked it at number six on my list, hence why oh, I ended uh, up at number I six. I thought for some reason you were not going <laughs> to no. have this in the top ten. So Great I moment. love this moment so much. So I, I agree put it with higher. you. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. This one actually I was a bit surprised wasn't higher, but still glad it made the top five from season four, episode five, The Constant, Desmond Phones Penny. I thought that might have been a top three. Oh, yeah. I thought time. season four was going to be the season that doesn't get represented. So I guess it's season five. I have to wait and see. From at number four, from season six, episode 14, the submarine explosion killing Saeed, Sun, and Jin. Oh, I had that high. You did. Uh, We both had that uh, equal. We both had that number four. So, hence why it's ended up at number four. So, there you go. Uh, Top three thoughts. Any quick little moments here that you. I'm sad. I'm going to say Live Together, Die Alone probably doesn't make it. Top 10, sadly. Such an iconic speech. So, I'm going to. 11th that made yeah. it 11th <laughs> i think i put it in the top 10 because i thought it's so iconic so i'm sad that didn't make it in the top 10 to be honest but i'm going to just predict three two to one i'm going to predict um three will be don't tell me what i can't do gummy joe's in a wheelchair two will be we have to go back tate and one will be not penny's boat you're a smart cookie now, Grace, because I'll spoil it now. You got that all correct. I was going to be like, number one, Boone dies. Um, but no, you, you literally have gotten that in the exact order. Uh, the, the tie, no. I will say, the tie was um, Don't Tell Me What I Can't Do and The Submarine Explosion. That was technically tied, but uh, you had Don't Tell Me What I Can't Do uh, ranked at third, and that was a higher spot than any of us ranked any of those two, so that gets the automatic spot above it. So, yeah, so to clarify that, third is Locke is revealed to be in a wheelchair and yells, Don't Tell Me What I Can't Do from Episode 4, Season 1, Walkabout. Jack meets Kate at the airport and the flash forward reveal. We've got to go back uh, from Through the Looking Glass Part 2 is number two, and from the very same episode, Charlie's Death, Not Penny's Boat, which they were the two that, like I think I said to you last week, there are two that I know straight away, which to me are the top two. What would I choose? And I nearly did put We've Got to Go Back, Kate, but I don't know, not Penny's Boat. That was my number one, maybe. No, you and I both had the number one and number two the same. You had number one Mm. as Charlie's Death, not Penny's Boat. Yeah, it's so emotional. And this show's about characters at the end of the day. 
Yeah, which again, not Penny's boat is iconic moment there. So everything. I did think you were going to put Boone like super high up, and it would like. I I mean, I put him higher than you did. I will say (laughs) that. Um, so I'm trying to find that here. So Boone's death and the birth of Aaron. I had that at fifteenth. You had that at twenty first. Uh, we had our bottoms. Oh, so your bottom was Jacob explains why he brought the candidates to the island. Yeah, I had that as my me. second lowest, so that was very on par. Um, my lowest was Locke meets Jacob in the cabin, whereas you had that at twenty yeah. seventh. Um, your second bottom was uh, Ben visits Widmore at his house. I had that. Quite that made it to be fair. Yeah, so, yeah, and so to clarify, season five is the only one that did not have a top ten moment. Uh, season where, one. So had, where does Juliet blows up the bomb end up then? Uh, that was 12th. So, uh, and we both had, like, I thought I was going to have that lower than you. I thought you would have that in your um, top ten for sure, but you had that at 11th. I had that at 10th. So I actually had that in the top ten just. So um, that, yeah, two spots out. So season one had three moments in the top ten. Season two had two moments. Season three had two moments. Season four had one moment. Season five had no moments. And season six had two moments. Other ones here that I thought I was a bit surprised uh, that didn't. Uh, yeah, I live together, die alone. I mean, that's on me. I had that ranked at 13th. You had that ranked at eighth, so a bit of a discrepancy there. I was actually surprised because I had this ranked at twelfth, and you only had it ranked at sixteenth. The the fight, the the uh, man in black versus Jack on the rocks, which it was good. But when I really sat down, I'm like, it's not as iconic as some of these other moments. Another one, actually, I thought you would have had higher, but in the end, you and I ranked it about the same place. Was Sawyer kills Anthony Cooper and makes him read the letter? Great moment there. Yeah, still great. Um, the other, the, the, so the big discrepancy here, I think the biggest one, so you had this in 19th place. I had it in 29th place. Uh, Locke and Jack watched the orientation film. I had that third last. I love that. Yeah, I, I like just, it, but it's, I like more other ones better. That's where it all came down to. So what was the overall last? Overall last was Jacob explains why he brought the candidates to the island. So you had that last, I had that second last. So, um, yeah, very similar. Like there wasn't really outside maybe that was the biggest discrepancy. You shocked me. Normally when we do things with lists, you (laughs) fuck things up. I was very surprised actually at just how close a lot of these were in the top ten. So um, there you go. Our number one moment of Lost is not Penny's boat, Charlie's death, all that Controversial at all. Yeah. No, I don't uh, think our top ten is controversial. No, I was yeah, Boone's death. I'll I'll fit it in there somewhere. Um, this is it. Any final things you want to get off your chest? This is done for lost. I mean, we've had some great interviews. Maybe we'll get Matthew Fox. I don't know uh, <laughs> that you'll be joining us on, but in, until we get this, until our twenty year reunion that we'll try and organise in a couple of years' time. Any last things? Speak now. Forever hold your peace. Lost. Done. Yeah, I mean, like, who knows? Been- like might do something at some point. Um, but other than that, it's done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of blows my mind that we've literally talked about more or less every scene and every character and every moment of this show. Like we've recapped it all. Um, and yes, it's been long. It's been a slog at times, but I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we finished it. Um, and especially towards the end, like we were 
making good pace and like really enjoying the last few episodes there and the finale i've just had a whole other sort of emotional reaction to that it's just changed a lot of this show for me um whether or not i think i probably i probably put lost on the back burner a little bit and give it maybe a few years just to sort of marinate a bit uh I think having rewatched the finale just recently and having my sort of life experiences change my reaction, maybe I want to wait a little bit before I revisit Lost and um, see as I grow, how does my opinion on the show and the characters change? Uh, but at the same time, like it is so tempting to just say, hey, I want to rewatch through this. And when it, we're not podcasting it, you can just sort of binge your yeah. way through it a bit more because. Uh, what happened when the, the finale came on, a lot of people, when it finished, said, okay, I'm going to take a few years. And I, actually the day after the finale, I started re-watching the show because I was just so in like in the zone of it. And like talking about all the episodes now makes me kind of want to revisit it. And who knows, maybe next year I will re-watch it. Uh, but I might sit on it for a few years, but I definitely is not the last time I'm going to be watching this show, that's for sure. Um, it's just there's so much to love with this show and so many characters and so many moments and mysteries and in-jokes and and so many things and uh, I'm glad we got there and it, it's been a lot of fun um, and yeah like I hope more people discover Lost out there and I'm, I'm not going to lie I'm glad it's done but I enjoyed the journey along the way just like in 2010 I was happy it for it to be finished by enjoyed the journey and yeah 20 anniversary coming up soon but oh my god i was like 10 when this show started and here we are finishing our oh, full rewatch of it i liked it when you were 10 yeah it's it's crazy i mean as i said at the beginning this was the og that we started back with third watch and nip tuck both of them are long uh finished We've uh, done Breaking Bad in between then as well. I mean, we did go basically nearly two years without an episode of this dropping, and we did that during the pandemic of all things. That's when we should have fucking finished it. Yeah, we probably um, could have done it. But but somehow it was the complete opposite. But um, it's been a ride, and I think that, you know, it's not the longest in terms of episode count. Third Watch just trumps it, and it won't be the longest when we get through 24, of course. That will trump Third Watch. But it's still been fun, and... The thing that I've appreciated with it too is because you sadly don't really come on the Oz Network like you used to with Survivor Oz. You're sort of mainly really exclusively 007 now. So it's... Probably not going to change that much if I'm on it. But like, I mean, I like having you on the show. So I, I enjoy that there's an outlet that you can come on and do this. So... I've appreciated that through you and it's it's been fun and it's... I'm with you. I'm glad it's done. I mean, I've been involved in all of these TV recaps, so I've done a lot of TV recaps on this show. But And this one was always the most frustrating in terms of trying to get time to be able to do it. But it's it, with any TV show, you're glad it's done because it's like, wow, we've achieved this. We've done this. But it also, you're kind of like, you're proud. You're like, sweet, I've done this. And through it too, like we've managed to speak to some great people, you know, uh, Andrew Gabriel, yep. Daniel Roebuck, Francel Chow, Kevin Teague, MC Ganey, Malcolm David Kelly, Sonia Walga, and William Maypother, all the people we've spoken to. Like, I bet you back when it finished in 2010, you're not going to think like, oh, I'm going to speak to Mr. Friendly. Uh, when I first watched this show as a kid, the idea that I would ever be talking to Wolf is yeah. just blown my mind. Exactly. Um, 
It's where they very I'm lucky. curious, seeing as you've done all of it, how how did these recaps stand? Not this show, but also the recaps stand. You've done them all. So how does it stand in comparison? Like what is different about it? What is similar? And where does it stand? It's a great question, and they're all different. Um, I've not listened to any of them. So no, no one has. It's fine. You're not the only one. Um, I've literally not heard an episode of any of the other TV. I think it's the one thing I'll say is that I've known you the longest out of all our co-hosts, and you're an OG Survivor Oz Oslet. You're one of the OG it's five. Long tenure. Back in the day, so I think the fact that I've done this with you is a is an extra element versus, and that's not to take away from Nick. That's not to take away from Darvell or Brandy. It's just it's something that. I think you and I have always had a a good connection when it comes to being able to talk about things. And these are episodes go on the longest. I mean, we did a three-hour episode on one episode. We didn't do that on Nip Tuck or Third Watch. I mean, Nick's great, but Nick's to the point. He gets his point out and he shuts up, you know, whereas you and no I tangent. ramble and go on tangents. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to pull shit out of Brandy and Darvell, you know, so it's kind of different shit. strokes. So <laughs> it's, it's different, but, yeah, I, I mean, with all of them, you grow an appreciation of the show's being able to talk about it, getting things off your chest that maybe for some of these shows you've wanted to for more yeah. than 20 years. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, we joke about not having listeners. And again, as I always say in these, we know we don't have, we're not Joe Rogan. We're not Rob has a podcast. But the fact that I can sit here with you, somebody who likes this show just like I do, and we can sit here for a couple of hours once a week and just talk about this show. And even if we literally have no listeners, I'm enjoying it. And it's something that I have thoroughly enjoyed every second of it, even though it has definitely taken a long time to do. And you talk about tangents, but it's kind of as we go along six years that we got to learn a lot about each other and ourselves. And we yeah. talked a lot about these episodes bring up sort of life questions that you talk about, plus also funny things with guest stars and whatever. But a lot of these tangents were questions brought up in the show that we sort of then got to. Mm-hmm. So talk about so someone could listen to this six years and obviously you change a lot in five years as a person but uh you kind of can hear us talking about our lives based on this show which is kind of funny and, and also lots is. of arguments too very much so and lots of best of <laughs> moments that's what we do this for but yeah like it's and again like so much has changed in each of our lives in in five years and again we never set out thinking this would take this long to do so um yeah it's it's been a unique experience and if you're listening to this if you've listened to us from day one and you, you're wrapping up with this right now with us we'd love to hear your journeys maybe your life hasn't changed maybe you're just like oh, I'm just still jenny from the block you know i'm just i'm doing this uh what's that guy's that chris Berger? i remember him uh rat mm. from the survivor oz days what happened to rat bring back rat um, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's definitely been a Which, I mean, look, I always pose this, pose this to Nick, to Brandy, that, I mean, I'm not going to rush into any rewatch with you anytime soon, Noah, but I mean, if you were to ever do a rewatch of another show, like if there was something out there, if you got carte blanche and you were like, oh, this is what I would do, like what, what would you want to do? Uh, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Oh, um, that's no. what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, well, I think this is me announcing my semi-retirement. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'll come on for something. Last night, which at the time of already aired. What a great recording. Recap we haven't that was. recapped yet, but um, it was great. Last night, season two, um, something with Emily Duravan. Uh, 
But yeah, I think this is me maybe announcing my semi-retirement, but you can hear me at 007.com. Um, the real show. But I would love to do, ironically enough, uh, Damon Lindelof's next show, The Leftovers, which is only 28 episodes long. Uh, it's filled with light lost, a lot of great characters. It's an ensemble sort of thing. There's mysteries, which they say from the outright, they're not going to answer. There's a lot of philosophy, a lot of sort of, man of science man of faith type things and if you hated the lost landing damon landloff absolutely stuck the landing he made sure he stuck the landing to the leftovers um so if there was one show i'm not saying it's my top five tv shows i just think it's like lost it really feels like it warrants a lot of discussion and uh we talked about talking about life that show would really give you existential crises so uh, if there was ever one I would ever do, it probably would be The Leftovers, with also by Damon Lindelof. I like Leftovers. Yum. I'm hungry now. Um, well, congratulations on your semi-retirement. Maybe that's that project we can do outside yeah. of the 20-year anniversary. We'll do that one month of like an Emily to Raven TV show and this, that, yes, and everything else. So that's something you can do. In terms of what we're going on the other well, I mean, we're in that unique aspect now where we've literally only got one show we're doing now because both Breaking Bad and now Lost have basically ended within a month of each other. So 24, we're uh, still got about a thousand episodes of Four that to episodes go. episodes a week now. So um, don't worry that there. And, you know, there's, again, these are a slog. We don't necessarily sit here and go, cool, now that we're done Lost, let's move on to the next one. Um, if I'm to say right now what would be one that we would be starting? It would be Better Call Saul. That's something that Nick and I obviously talked about on Breaking Bad about doing eventually because that's obviously only about 60 episodes long, so it's not going to take too long. Um, And, you know, there's other ones here and there, but it's a commitment. Manifest. Manifest, well, absolutely. Uh, That's definitely coming soon. But um, I'll tell you what. I'm uh, I'm down for doing some bad TV, but not whole seasons, like one episode. Can we just do, like, I don't know what's like. What was that Viva Lachlan, Viva La Vida, that Hugh Jackman show that lasted oh, like two like episodes? Bad, bad episodes of Lost actors where they went to die, that sort of thing. But not a whole seasons, just episodes. Flash forward, flash forward, underrated. Light flash forward. Um, not under the note, no. Um, but yes, we'll see. Stay tuned. We've got other stuff happening. Plenty of stuff happening on the Oz Network. We never end. We don't shut up. And of course, Noah's on Double Seven. Great show. I'm on Seven Thousand Other Shows, which. Shit. Have uh, it is better than this. This is really shit. Stop listening. It's, it's loss is done. It's all the quality original stuff's done now. Oh, 24. Fuck that shit. Colin and Ben, whatever. Um, thanks to everyone who's tuned in across the years to all our guests. Thank you so much, Noah. Thank you for all your time. I appreciate it. I'm glad you've done it. Well done. Finally, I can you. sleep after work. No. Yes, you don't have to message you once a week. Available for loss this week. No, available no, for loss this week. Off. No. We're going back to not talking to each other. If you message me from now on, I'm just going to respond, fuck off. Fuck off. See you in <laughs> Emily's the church. still not single, Ben. Fuck off. Um, but thank you. I appreciate all your time and it uh, has been a fun ride. Yeah, I agree. No, thank you, everyone, for listening and for Ben who edits and posts all of these. Um, and I don't listen, so I don't know what crazy editing he's like put fart noises. Yeah, I edit you out every week. I just, I, I edit myself in on the other side. I talk to myself. I agree, man. Boot is the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a ride. Uh, be happy that it happened and not sad it's done or whatever those things is. Uh, to you, Michael Giacchino, like sad, moving on, church music. 
Look at that. Aw, look at aw, you make And on camera when this episode finishes we should all we should both close our eyes like that. Yeah. Well, I've been doing that whole episode, basically. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben, and does anybody have a pen? And my name is Noah, and we're going to have to watch that again. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes, yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)